Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who am I? If you really think about what the songwriter wrote there, who am I? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Who am I? Who am I? That God will fight my battles for me. Glory, glory, glory. I'd like to welcome you today to glory way at the cross. Believe in God that this is going out and it's going to touch people all over this world that will be tuning in and listening to this. And maybe they're just searching, but they'll come across this message and the Holy Ghost will reach out and touch them today. And that's my prayer today. We want to get right into the message this morning. We're believing God that maybe this will be the last, I'm hoping, the last that we will preach to empty seats. I'm hoping maybe we can open up maybe this next weekend. Believe in God. Our God is able, and I look forward to seeing the day that the seats are filled up again. I want to use for a subject this morning a message entitled, The Restoration of the Bones. The Restoration of the Bones. I know that you can probably figure out before I give you the scripture where this is going to come from, but it's going to come out of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, beginning in the first verse. It said, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. As the Spirit of God caused him to, I believe, to walk around there, to look and see where he was at, and he was in a valley, a valley of nothing but bones, and it was very dry. Now, I really feel like maybe this valley was where uh, uh, an army, because it said later down as they come back to life, it talks about an exceedingly great army. So undoubtedly, I kind of believe that maybe this was a battle that had taken place and all the army had been slain there in that valley. But as I picture this in my mind, I can see this so plainly of nothing but just dry bones. And over the period of time, these bones had, was not just a regular skeleton there, but there was maybe a, a whatever, a fill rat or whatever, it drug off this bone here and this bone there, and they were all mixed up and scattered. And they had been there for a long time because it said that they were very dry. They had bleached out in the sun. In the third verse, and he said it, and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Now think about that. He said, Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now I want you to remember that today. 
if you'll hear the word of the Lord. It doesn't matter. You could be as dead as dead can be today. But whenever you begin to hear the word of Almighty God, it will change your life. It will put life into you. It will restore you. And he said to hear the word of the Lord. He said, thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I want you to know God can do anything. He can do anything. We just have to believe him. He said in the sixth verse, he said, now I'll lay sinews. In other words, that's the nerves, the tendons, the muscles. He said, he said, I'll lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. He said, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Uh, I believe that it didn't make any difference where they were scattered out. God got them back in the right order. You heard the song, uh, the foot bone connected to the ankle bone, the ankle bone connected to the leg bone, the leg bone connected to the knee bone. Go right on, go right on. <laughs> hey, God got them all together, but I just imagine that was a sight to behold there. As Ezekiel was watching this, I bet it was a, a noise going on with all those bones clattering against each other, getting back to the right place. It, but God was beginning to put them all back together. He said in the eighth verse, he said, uh, now you know you may not believe that, but this is the word of Almighty God. I believe it happened just like God's word said it happened. This is not just some story that they made up. This is the word of God. It is the truth. He said, and, it, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. What they had was a body with no life in it. I, I see a lot of that today. A lot of them walking around, though. Uh, well, let me not get on to that. <laughs> then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. All it takes is for God to breathe upon us. All it takes is for God, for the Holy Ghost, just to touch us, and it'll put life into us. He said, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came unto them, and they lived and stood up, upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, what a, what a sight to behold is in this vision that God was giving Ezekiel as he saw all this so clearly and so plainly. And from just dead, dried bones scattered across a valley there that God can take and put them all back together 
can cover them with the sinews and the muscles and the, and the me and the flesh and cover them and then breathe the breath of life in them and, and make them stand up and they become an exceeding great army. I want you to know there's nothing impossible for the God that we serve. Then he said unto to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. My, my, my. Our bones are dry and our hope is lost. I see that in the world today. I see lost hope. I, this past Thursday, I was supposed to have a little procedure on my heart on Friday and I, I had to go, of course, on Thursday, do the blood Type and then the check, make sure old Corona wasn't anywhere around. And as I went in to the hospital there, I, of course you had to wear a mask. And as I walked into the hospital, the first thing they did was they stop you, they take your temperature, they put a little green piece of tape on you, shirt. And of course, I went to where I thought I was supposed to be at, which come to find out it wasn't where I was supposed to be at. I was actually supposed to be on the other end of the hospital. So after I found that out, I began to walk. And as I passed people and, and I looked at people's face with their, you know, they, with the mask on, with their mouth covered, you can look at the eyes of a person and tell more about them than anything else. And as I passed them going down the hallway and I got down for a little while, a little further down here, I have to stop again, take my temperature again, put another piece of tape on me. And finally I made it to where I was supposed to be at and it was a waiting room and they had every other seat blocked off to where everybody had to space so much distance between them. They were following all the rules and regulations. And as I began to sit there and wait on them to call my name, which took hours, seemed like, but I began to watch people, and I began to look at people's eyes, and I see a people out in this world today that has, they are like the children or the house of Israel, as God described it here. The hope is gone. It doesn't matter. I want you to know today that it doesn't matter what you're going through. God's still there. It doesn't matter if things are not going your way right now. God's still there. It doesn't matter if you're going through one trial after another after another. Going through them myself right now. God's still there. He hadn't left us. Who am I? The songwriter wrote. Who am I that God would still be there with me through everything, still doing battle for me, even though things are not going right today. But I want you to know today that we serve a mighty God today. We serve a God that if He can take 
and he can take dead, dried bones out across a, a valley and put them all back together and make an exceedingly great army out of them, breathe the breath of life into them. I want you to know that God can do the same thing today. You may be sick in your body today, but we serve a God that the Bible says with His stripes we're healed. It doesn't make any difference. Maybe things are not looking right to you. The Bible says all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and those who are the call according to His purpose. It doesn't make any difference what it seems like to you in this world. You just remember that greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. The enemy is going to fight. He's going to come your way. But I want you to know that we serve a God that can go back and restore it all back just like it was in the beginning. God restored this army back just like it was in the beginning. It doesn't matter what you're facing, what you're going through right now. God can put you back and restore you right back into the beginning where you were at. Yes. Glory to God. I, I think about all that and, I, and, and the Lord had me turn over to the book of Joel, the second chapter. Joel, the second chapter, beginning in the, in the 25th verse. I want you to look at this. The Lord said, I said, I will restore, restore. Oh, I love that word, restore. If you break it down and come from the Hebrew, the word is shalom, and it means to, to be safe in mind, body, or estate, to give again or to make good. I like that. Give again or to make good. He said, I will restore. I'll give it again to you or make it good. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. He said, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt dwelt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. He said, And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. He says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit, Upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dream, and your young men shall see visions. And upon, and also upon the servants, and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. All praise be to God. What a day. God's going to restore those things. Don't think that you've lost something. Don't think that God doesn't know what's going on. God can bring it back and make it twice as good as He did before. God knows how to restore things in your life. I, I watched people there at the hospital the other day, and I watched them look like they had no hope. You could look at their eyes and tell that they were tired of going through all these things. Look, I remember, and I see how things have taken effect over the year. I've gotten old enough now. And I see the things that have happened and taken place over a period of time. 
I was watching here a while back. I was watching one family here as they were getting ready to leave church. And it took them 15 minutes, it looked, seemed like, to go through and get all the kids strapped down in the back seat. And I thought to myself, my, how things has changed. We used to go down the road and ours would be standing up on the seat between us when there's toddlers. You go to mash on your brake, you just automatically run your right arm or left arm out there and hold them. But now, by law, we got to have them buckled in. I remember when there wasn't a seatbelt. Didn't know what one was. But now we have to wear seatbelts. I remember whenever I used to play, I was courting this little dark-haired young lady. Weighed about 99 pounds, soaking wet. And I'd play your cheating heart. It was on an eight track. You would slam it into the dash and it rattled the whole car. It was so big and heavy. And now everything has changed. I sometimes wonder a lot of times if things is, hadn't changed for the good, but for the worse. I remember for you hunters, maybe that's listening. I remember 40 years ago, we used to be able to hunt anywhere we wanted to hunt. The companies got smart and they decided that they would make hunting clubs and draw in more money. And now over the years, they've continued to raise the price. And things gradually get worse. And I, I think about how the price of everything has gone up, continues to go up. I remember back in the, I believe it was the early 70s. I may be wrong on that date. But I think it was the early 70s, <clears throat> whenever we had a, it was either a coffee or a sugar shortage, they claim. Well, one price started going up, and then the other one decided that they could raise their price because they'd have a shortage. And then it just fell into everything, and the price of everything kept going up. Everything kept changing, kept evolving, and not to the good. And as I sat there the other day in the hospital, I was thinking, and all this was going through my mind, the things that had changed, the freedoms that we had lost, have lost. And I thought in my mind, as I watched all those people sitting there, myself included with a mask on, and I wondered, is this going to become a way of life for America from now on? Whenever we have Something as critical that's taken so many hundreds of thousands of lives over the world that came out of a laboratory, man-made, and we allow this thing to captivate us, to take over us, and we just sit back and we go along. We wear our little mask, and I'm wondering if maybe if this is going to be something that's going to be permanent, that as soon as this phase is over with, there'll be something else that they'll lose. And I think about it, as long as we remain dead, as long as we remain dead, like those bones in that valley, and we say nothing, 
We don't read the Word. He said, hear the Word of God in the Scripture we're reading. He told the bones, he said, hear the Word of the Lord. We're in a nation today that so many never go to church. And so many that do go to church never read the Word. And as long as we remain dead, refuse to hear the Word. He said in the book of Joel that we just spoke of, he said, I'll pour out my Spirit. I believe God's going to do that exact thing. It's going to take that to bring people to life. In the book of Psalms, the 51st chapter, in the 12th verse, he said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Uphold me with thy free spirit. It also tells us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, it says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. He said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I watch people that get saved, and I see them just bubbling over because God has saved their soul and changed their life, and I watch them over a period of time as that joy that they had then leaves them. What happens is they get saved and then they get to be mixed in with church people. Oh, if I could have just got a bunch of amens in. (laughs) They get mixed in with a bunch of church people and the first thing you know, they become as those dead, dried bones. You know, I look back at Job's life. Job, if he... (laughs) He went through so many things. He lost everything. Lost his family except his wife. And his wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? My, my, that's a really a lot of help whenever you're going through some trials. And your wife says, won't you just go ahead and curse God and die? Boy, that would have made me feel good. Huh? <laughs> hey. If you got help like that, you don't need anything else, do you? Why don't you just curse God and die? Job, he kept on. He said, you talk like a foolish woman. You talk like a foolish woman. And Job held on. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. <laughs> Though he slay me, he said, yet I'm going to serve him. Glory to God. And I think about all the things that Job went through. And I, 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 as I, as I think about that, I think about how Job, how he, he lost everything. Even his friends wanted to find out what he had done wrong. And that's the way it usually goes. He wanted to find out what he's done wrong. They accused him, but Job hung in there. And the Bible tells me that over in the 42nd chapter of the book of Job, we won't turn to it and read, but he, it tells me that Job was blessed with twice as much as he had in the beginning. Why? Because God restored to him the things that had been taken away from him. 
I want you to know today that we serve a God that can restore the thing. You may be going through something right now. May have, may have lost no telling what. But don't you give up on God. Don't you stop serving God. You just continue to serve God. You just continue to live for Him. And you watch and see if God in the end don't turn around and restore it right back to you. Hey, He could restore it twice as much as you had in the beginning. All we have to do is we have to be like Moses was on the backside of the desert. Moses was tending the flock for his father-in-law Jethro. And there one day on the backside of the desert, all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord showed up. And it was a bush up there burning. But Moses got to looking at that bush. And the bush would burn, but it wouldn't burn up. And the Bible said that he turned aside to see. Whenever the people in America will stop for just a moment and turn aside to see God again. When the churches will wake up once again and recognize that we serve a mighty God a God that can take a valley full of dry bone and put them all back together and make an exceedingly great army the problem that you have today is nothing for him to handle hey who am I the songwriter wrote but I want you to know that you're special in the eyes of God God that we serve he will come back and reach down and breathe on you fill you with the Holy Ghost and change your whole life. All we have to do, the Bible said, is to hear as He instructed those bones. They were getting ready to be restored. And God had Ezekiel prophesy to those bones and said, told them to hear the Word of the Lord. Whenever we begin to hear the Word of Almighty God, it will change your life. Because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Whenever we turn aside to see, we just stop just a little bit. Forget about what's going on in the world today. Stop for just a moment and recognize that we have a God that will fight for us, that does our battles for us. Recognize that we have a God that knows exactly where we're at. Down in the midst of all the hundreds of thousands of millions of people on this planet Earth today, God knows where you're at at this very moment. You could be listening at this message clean on the other side of the world today, but I want you to know that God knows right where you're at. He knows what you're going through right now. And if you'll just stop for just a moment, if you'll just turn aside to see for just a moment, ask God to come into your heart and life. He'll change your life. He can restore those bones. He can restore those dead, dry bones and make an exceedingly great army. Whenever the churches in America once again begins to stop and turn back to God. You're talking about an exceedingly great and mighty army. There will be one. I pray that this word today touched your life. And as we close this morning, I want to pray for you. And we're going to believe God is going to take whatever it is.
that's dead in your life and restore it right back this day. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I give you the praise and the glory for it all. And Lord, I ask you, Father God, today, I pray for our church here, Lord, for each family and what they're going through right now. Lord, don't let them get discouraged. Lord, let them just stop for just a moment and look to you. Let them hear the word. And Lord, I know that you're going to take what they've lost and restore it back to them. And Lord, I ask you to keep the hedge around about our people right now. And Lord, for our little ones, Lord, keep thy protective hand on them. This day we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said amen and amen.